This is Total Retail Tech Insights. The content retail executives need to optimize their use of technology throughout their organizations. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Tech Insights. I'm Joe Keenan, Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I am joined on today's episode by Sean Burns, the CEO of Outlier.ai. And we're going to be talking today uh, with Sean a little bit about uh, Outlier AI and how it is helping retailers optimize for success and create revenue in a volatile customer market. So thanks for joining me today, Sean. I'm excited to be here. So to get us started, um, could you tell us a little bit about Outlier um, and how your company works with retailers? Absolutely. So I've been in the data industry many years and helping companies make better decisions with data. And one of the things I realized a while ago um, was that companies have more data than they ever, ever had. I don't have, you don't have to listen to me to know that. They also have some great tools, but the problem is all tools that we have in data were designed to answer questions we know to ask of them. So if you want to know how many customers you have or what your sales were yesterday or what's your top stock today, you have tools that will answer those questions in almost immediately. But the problem had changed as data kept growing and, and the market got more competitive. The biggest problem that companies have is knowing what questions to ask in the first place. How are is buyer behavior changing? How are demographics shifting? How is their preference for certain kinds of products changing? And they don't know what questions to ask until it's too late, until those changes become, go from being small emerging changes to these huge radical systemic changes. And what we really needed was a new approach that would help companies understand these early emerging problems, these early emerging opportunities, really the questions that you wanna ask to take advantage of these changes in your business, in consumer behavior and the market. And that became the impetus for Outlier. Um, and what we do today is we connect to your data. Let's say you're a large, you're a retailer, e-commerce site. You probably have tools you use to run your business. You probably have you know, millions of customers buying on your site. It's a constant stream river of data from many different systems. And you connect Outlier to those different systems in a matter of minutes. And you don't have to tell it what to look for. Its job is to look for and bring you questions proactively. So how is you know, consumer behavior changing on your website? How is that buyer journey evolving? Where are the opportunities and the problems that you can adjust to increase your sales, to increase your customer retention? How is the demographic shifting? Are the people who is buying, are they changing? Are they different people or do they have different preferences? And so our job is to set people get ready for the business of the next tips, which is going to be even more competitive than it is today with more data than you have today. And really trying to turn that data into an advantage because frankly, most companies start to feel like data is a burden. They feel like data has gotten so big and so, so unwieldy that it's really hard to get out of it what they want. And our job is to turn that into an advantage where their data doesn't feel like a burden anymore. It feels like a secret weapon that gives them early indications of these advantages. Because you can imagine how big of a competitive advantage it is in your market. If you start to see these buying habits change before everybody else, if you start to see demographic shifting before everybody else, if you start to see product purchasing changing before anybody else, it's an enormous competitive advantage and it's only gonna get more important in the coming years. And it's been exciting. I think over the last few years, we've seen this Frankly, when I was getting started and I would describe what Outlier could do to companies, I got a lot of funny looks. I'll be honest mm -hmm. with you. People looked at me like I was crazy and they said, hey, that sounds great, but it's science fiction. There's no way software could do that. There's no way software could plug into my data and find these questions for me automatically. 
but you know, it turns out this is now one of the fastest growing parts of the business intelligence category. And I believe in 10 years, everyone will be using a tool like this. It won't all be outlier on that narcissistic. They will be using lots of tools, but this kind of product, this kind of experience, everybody will be using it. And it's going to be an exciting change in how we do business. So that's a great kind of segue into our next uh, point that I wanted to address, Sean, in terms of, you know, you talked about the changes in consumer behavior that we've seen and how retailers have had to evolve their businesses as a result. There's, you know, no greater change than we've seen in the last year or so with the, with the pandemic. Tell us a little bit about how outliers helped its customers figure out how to maintain uh, and even in some cases grow their businesses during such a challenging time, especially um, the impact it had on brick and mortar retail, uh, what that's meant for, um, for retailers as a whole, especially looking at their online uh, component as well. Uh, it's a good point because, I mean, for all of us, the last year has changed almost everything. And that's very much true of, of businesses. And I think the biggest challenge that most businesses have faced is that the world that they thought they knew before that pandemic hit us is just very different. And so you might've set up dashboards to track various metrics that you thought were very important. And are those still the right metrics? Is it still the right things to look at? You probably had a good sense of what products people wanted to buy and how they wanted to buy them, but that's changed in a lot of cases as people have shifted how they buy and what they're And a lot of what Outlier able to do is really shine in this goal of helping people stay ahead of the unexpected to bring these questions forward. Frankly, for most of us, all we have is unexpected at this point. We have unexpected changes in buying habits, unexpected changes in product demand. Um, We've seen companies that have radically had to change how they approach their customers. I'll give you some examples. You know, pre-pandemic, uh, there was a company that was uh, in the, the reactor, obviously, selling a wide variety of products. And the minute the pandemic hit, one of the first things that Outlier told them was the products that people were buying from them, the composition of those carts had changed radically up and down across different demographics. Of course, different people were buying differently, so it's not the kind of thing that would pop up on your dashboard. But for example, things like candles that had typically been add-on items that people would add to a cart at the end of their shopping experience, all of a sudden became one of the top selling items overall because people are desperate to have better atmosphere in their homes. They were looking for candles to improve that ambiance. And so these things happen so quickly. These are day over day changes. A product that used to be selling, you know, used to be ranked 500, 600 or a thousand on your list of SKUs that you were selling, all of a sudden became a top five selling item overnight. In most businesses, we don't see things like that, and certainly not as rapidly, as quickly as we've been seeing over the past year. And that just continued. We saw, obviously, there was in the in the early days of, of 2020, there were things like, you know, toilet paper being sold out and people starting to look for alternatives and other options. We've seen people change their buying habits around food, about um, obviously travel, which hasn't really been happening very much. And so what we've seen is this enormous fluctuation and change in the business and a demand for something like Outlier to stay ahead of what's going on. And I'll give you an example of another company we work with, a very large um, international uh, consumer brand. And, you know, the behavior, you know, universally for certain products across this can be typically pretty similar. But what happened in the pandemic was as countries had different experiences, some countries were locked down and some countries were not locked down. Some countries allowed you to go into stores, some didn't. All of a sudden, this model they had was shifting so fast that each country became its own entity. It had its own properties. 
And there just wasn't enough time to sit down and do a deep analysis and create a whole new model of each country. They just had to say, what's going on in this country today? How is Spain different than Italy? How is China different than Japan? And a tool like Outlier helps in that way because it doesn't, it's looking for those questions for you. It's looking for those changes. You don't have to tell Outlier something's going on. It's going to do those proactively. And so it became an essential tool for international companies as well to stay ahead of how each country was changing on its own, what was going on with buying habits in those countries in ways that also help these companies, these companies look ahead because certain countries were farther ahead on the curve and others were behind. And they were able to look at What's changed in those countries that are ahead of the curve? We will expect those same changes in these countries that might be behind the curve. Yeah, it's a great, a couple of great examples. And it's, it speaks to the, uh, the versatility uh, of the tool at Outlier um, and, and how it ha- can help with so many different aspects. Of, you know, you talked a little bit about kind of the merchandising buying functionality there, but also the demographic data around your customers and identifying markets. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit about kind of how it, it can work across so many different functions of a retail organization and how data can be used, um, you know, intelligently um, to make uh, actionable decisions? For sure. I think that one of the things that's true of most businesses, and I'm sure everybody would agree with this, is that we, we create these, these functions. We have marketing, we have merchandising, we have product. Um, these are based on job functions because we each have different jobs. But the reality is the customer journey and the way the business works doesn't divide up along those lines. So customer support can affect marketing, for example. Um, we see that marketing can affect um, buying habits. All these things are interrelated. And it's really important to understand that those, the, just because we have those functions on those divisions, the data itself isn't going to be holding to that. And so what Outlier is doing and connecting to all these different systems, your, your website analytics tools and your advertising tools and your customer support tools, what it's doing is finding those relationships that might not be obvious, those questions that are hiding in the in-between. So you launch a new marketing campaign and it's not having the effect that you thought it would. May happening is you're driving everyone to customer support because they're confused. They can't figure out how to take advantage of this promotion that you've created. An outlier's job is to look at those in-betweens, to find those relationships, to find those questions and bring them to you proactively. And so it's very, very common that our customers are learning new things about their business that they didn't realize were true because it's always been treated like silos. It's always been treated by different functions. An outlier can bring that together. And that's a lot of the power of this automated analysis approach that we have, which is it isn't going to bring the assumptions that we have about our business to you. It's going to actually challenge those assumptions. It will bring us new questions. And some of those questions, frankly, might be uncomfortable, but they're questions that are really important. And that's, that's what we try to do. Yeah. And to, you know, that, that uh, point, it's sometimes businesses just get stuck into doing things because that's the way they've always been done. They haven't challenged the assumption that, mm-hmm. you know, this is the right way to be doing this or the right way to be handling this. Your tool at Outlier can help. Um, you know, maybe clear up, clear that picture up with the help of data to, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, to think, okay, maybe we shouldn't be doing it this way. You know, we shouldn't just do it because that's the way we've always done it. Um, so we've talked a lot, Sean, about kind of, you know, the impact that um, COVID has had on your clients' businesses, your retail um, businesses that work with uh, Outlier. Tell us a little bit about some, you know, sort of the changes that you've had to make internally um, at Outlier to address what was happening in the market over the last 12 to 13 months? 
Well, I, like most companies, the biggest change for us, obviously, is that, you know, we're not in, we're not in person anymore. And, and it's interesting as a company at Outlier, we were remote friendly. Our very first employee, we're, we're based in Oakland, California, but our very first employee is, is, and still is based in Virginia here in the U.S. And so we had to be remote friendly from day one. But I think the most interesting thing for us was that we were used to, obviously, meeting a lot of our customers. We were used to being able to talk to them. And with the travel restrictions and all these things, the offices being closed, we actually haven't been able to travel to meet them. We haven't, there's many of our customers that I've never met in person or our team has never met in person. It's been very interesting. One of the most interesting experiments that we did early on was realize that, you know, there's a lot of applications for a tool like Outlier, uh, you know, platforms analyzing data, looking for unknowns. And we have traditionally run a lot of newsletters that use Outlier and plug it into data sets that people are interested in. At the very early days of the pandemic, we launched uh, a newsletter around the virus pandemic to make money. It wasn't part of our marketing. It wasn't something we were using to sell our products. We just thought it was useful to educate people about what was changing because so much was going on in, in the world. And as a tool, was very good at pulling out those key questions and key observations about what was evolving. And that was a huge success. Actually, you know, have, we're very excited by how much we were able to educate people about what was going on in their areas and how it compared to other locations and what was changing because things are changing so fast in the world, it's really hard to keep up with them. And so that was an exciting example of how we've tried to give back to the community because we've been very lucky. I think that we've had a lot of people in our communities that have supported us. And it was an example of giving back. But I think that we're also lucky being a software company. There are many retailers that were very primarily reliant on in-store purchasing and their business has been greatly affected. And so we've we launched a program last year to support those companies, to give them flexibility in adopting Outlier. We were less worried about making money and more interested in making sure they had the tools to navigate these rough waters so that their business could come out the other end very strongly. And so we very much, we've always seen ourselves as partners to our customers, to the industry. Obviously Outlier on itself, I mean, insights aren't worth it unless there's a person on the other end to understand what they are, to make a decision, take an action. So the very core of what we do is partnership. And we've tried to really make that clear over the last year and lean into it. And it's been rewarding because I think that, you know, at the very least, if if we can impact some people's lives for the better and help them help their businesses weather these storms and come out the other end, that's an exciting outcome for us. And I've been really happy with how much we've been able to do. Yeah, that's some great work that you're doing there. And to your point, trying to be a partner to um, the community and not uh, necessarily looking at this as a as sort of a business development tool or a way to make money, but really to try to be a resource and, and help some of these retailers that have really been challenged. So uh, that's some great work that you're doing. Um, so we've talked a lot about, you know, looking looking at the past and what have, you know, what's the last 12, 13 months, months been like and how has it impacted uh, retailers? Let's switch gears a little bit and kind of look ahead and, and what kind of where you see at least the state of retail as we get further into 2021, um, you know, continue rollout of the vaccine and how that might impact um, not just retail, but many other industries as well. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of foresee the rest of the year going um, and, it, you know, you know, how it impacts um, outliers business as well. It's a really good question. And this is all of obviously my personal opinion. I will say that I don't think it's very likely that the world just magically goes back to the way it was. I think there are a lot of businesses that have been essentially on hold. They've been trying to just tread water until things went back to the world that they were familiar with and they could get back to running their business the way that they were used to running it. 
I don't think that will actually happen. I think that this has gone on long enough. It will have structural and long-term changes to how consumers buy, what they buy, how they shop, these sorts of things. And I think it's very hard now to predict what those will be. I think there will be obviously reopening of the economy. Some things will go back to the way that they were. Some things will stay in this purely remote environment we've been dealing with. And there will be a lot of things that are somewhere in between. And I think that is a few things. One is it's opportunity for the industry. This is a chance, unlike we'll probably see for the next few decades to really experiment with new models, to experiment with new strategies. People are going to be open to new experiences in a way that they might not have been a year ago. And it'll lead to a lot of innovation. I think I'm very excited to see what that looks like. We've seen a lot of innovation over the last year as companies have had to find some way to work in this environment but it's gonna to lead to even more innovative options. And that's pretty exciting. I think that's true is companies now realize that the status quo, the way that they're used to running the business, I think you, you framed it well before, which is how we've always worked, is probably not an option anymore. Just operating the way we've always operated is probably not gonna be an option we have. And if that's true, then companies are gonna go through this enormous internal transformation about just how they work about how do they make decisions and how do they take actions and where does their where do their employees live and where do their employees work and what is the experience they want to deliver to it. And that's also going to a lot of innovation. And I think that's pretty exciting as well. Third part is I think what you've seen over the past year was companies learning about how fragile a lot of their supply chains could be. And obviously supply chain ends up being the heart of retail and makes it work. And it's going to lead to, again, a lot of innovations. There's going to be a lot of changes in how people approach the market. And there's going to be a lot of new experiences that come out of that. So I will say I'm very optimistic. Uh, I don't know what those innovations will look like, but the fact that the world is so primed and ready for it is exciting. And I can tell you why I'm so sure there'll be so much change. Adoption of tools like Outliers has gone up amazingly high. And a lot of that are these companies acknowledging that Listen, we, we had these five metrics or these, these dashboards we've used for the last 20 years, and they're not good enough anymore. We need a different way of thinking the world. It's, it's a little bit like the transformation. I'm old enough to remember we used paper maps to navigate ourselves when we were driving around. And then one day we got GPS and we lost. Again, I think the transformation we're seeing right now is similar to that, where companies used to run their business with the equivalent of those paper maps used to get lost and run into traffic, these sorts of things. And they need now is yes, like experience to help them understand what's changing around them because it's the next few years, especially will be constant change. And that's exciting. I mean, we're, we're looking forward to partnering with more companies and helping them navigate those, uh, those waters because the end result will be more interesting companies, more interesting businesses, better customer experiences, more options. Frankly, it's going to be really exciting because I think that we come out of a very difficult period in an environment where I think we'll all be better off. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. And um, do you foresee further integration with other platforms? You know, we talked about the, the adoption of tools like outlier.ai, um, um, this AI and automated data analysis and how that factors in with integration with other platforms to, to extend that type of data analysis and the quality of insights that the data can yield. Absolutely. I think what, what, what you've seen over the last few years is, I think, to go back five or 10 years, it's not like this problem that we're solving is new. Companies have had this problem for a while. 
But they used to think that the only way to solve it was to hire more analysts, to hire more human data scientists, to look through more data, to try to stay on top of these unexpected unknowns. And everyone now realizes that there just aren't enough people in the world who have the skill set to be analysts for us to have as many as we would need. And so what ends up happening is you start to think about all the different parts of your business where you would love to have four or five more data analysts looking through them, understanding what's changing, understanding what's going on. And those are all areas that tools like Outlier can help with. And that's all data sources. And so I'll give you a basic example, which is, you know, obviously, as I said before, typically help our customers understand customer behavior on the journey from seeing an ad to navigating the site to buying something to maybe returning it or asking for customer help. We've seen a remarkable increase in demand going even further down that value chain to the supply chain that's fueling, that's filling up those warehouses to fulfill those orders that come in. And that's probably going to continue because supply chains are being changing every day. They're unpredictable and in surprising ways. Um, and so Outlier really has a promise. And this whole category we're part of automated business analysis will start to pop up in all these different places and all these different areas of the business that need help out of it. Because you think about it, at the end of the day, we've changed a lot of how we run business with the internet, with computers, with software. But the way that we make decisions hasn't really changed very much in the last days. It's still typically someone making a decision based on their industry experience. They may choose some data that they want to use to input. But that's really it. That's how people make decisions today. And, and the what Outlier is doing in bringing you these unexpected questions is bringing you a whole new set of decisions that you might not have even known you needed to make. The reality is that does that continues. You know, like I said before, this transition from where we are today to 10 years from now, it'll unlock enormously new ways of thinking about business making decisions. And that's really exciting. Yeah, that's great. And then lastly, Sean, you've given us a great overview of the um, outlier.ai business. Tell us, uh, for our audience's information, tell us where they can find out more about uh, outlier.ai. Absolutely. Just come to our website, outlier.ai. Um, we also, you can find us on, on Twitter is at outlier.ai. Um, we have a number of different tools out there. We also have a lot of educational resources. If you come to our website, you'll notice that we have an entire library just to help people understand how to make decisions with data, what are best practices, those sorts of things. Because again, we see ourselves as partners. We want to educate companies to make better decisions. We want to help them. We're not going to come in and tell you how to run your business. If we're very successful, what we do is help you be even better at running the business you're already running today. Great. Well, I want to take this opportunity to thank Sean Burns, the CEO of Outlier.ai, for joining us on today's episode of Total Retail Tech Insights and giving us a, an overview of Outlier.ai's business and how it is helping retailers uh, position retailers for future success. Um, so thank you for joining me, Sean. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Tech Insights is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Tech Insights.